All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Every Adrian Brody Movie in Chronological Order podcast, a.k.a. BrodyCast. I'm Spencer, and I'm here with Greg and Adam per Say back. what's up, guys. Tale as old as time. This <laughs> is Greg. This He's, week... Hey, this is Adam. I need to introduce myself. That's right. I don't want to get ahead of you. Say that again, yeah. This is Adam. Thanks. Okay. Now we've got everyone introduced. Yeah. Now let's introduce the movie, because this week <laughs> was a... It was a doozy. Wrapped in an enigma uh, full of incest. Uh, this movie was called Six Ways to Sunday, released in 1997, starring The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus, um, chef from Iron, or, uh, South Park. I almost said Iron Fist. <laughs> chef, chef from South Park. Uh, Agent, what's his, case. Agent What's-His-Name from... Uh, the Marvel movies. Uh, uh, Greg Coulson? Olson. Yeah. Agent Coulson. The guy from Clark S.H.I.E.L.D. Greg, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> our one and only Adrian Brody. Woo! Um, so the the basic plot summary, and again, this is a, this was a wild one. Uh, <laughs> so basically, it's the sordid tale of an infantilized, sexually, emotionally, and psychologically repressed young man as he somehow stumbles into contract work for the mob jewish mob the jewish mob in um, ohio youngstown youngstown ohio and dealing with his um sort of various emotional shortcomings and his maybe latent attraction to his own mother and his inability to um interact sexually with um people other people basically um while he also deals with his violent tendencies it's yeah, that's that's, a that's good pretty good dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was this was weird as fuck yeah <laughs> it was so weird yeah. it was super bizarre so that, weird so would you can can you give some of like just the plot yeah, the beats of the movie. That was kind of the... God, was, I yeah. don't... I mean, like, the philosophical... That was the <laughs> philosophical yeah. approach, yeah. So, basically, Norman Reedus, it, he's, like, this guy who lives... He's, like, an older guy who lives at home with his mom. He's, like, 18. He's 18? He's supposed to be 18. Oh, my God. I thought he was, like, 25. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not 25 is older, yeah. but whatever. It, he's he's an adult that lives home yeah. with his mom, um, and he hangs out with Adrian Brody's character, whose name is Arnie Finkelstein. Woo! Um, he's, like, a low-level mobster. Um, and he goes on a pickup run, basically, to extort money from, from someone. Like an intimidation. Right. And right. and Norman Reedus' character really gets into it um, and basically beats this guy within an inch of his life. Um, and the mob bosses are impressed with his ability to, to extract money from, from barely breathing mm-hmm. uh bloodied people <laughs> and basically he goes further and further with the mob and as he does he sort of um he gets a girlfriend but his mom is who's overly protective and is kind of like you know infantilized him made him like a, a child basically um gets more and more jealous of him spending spending time away from the house and away from her and with a, another woman that isn't um his mother and that's perfect uh, yeah that's it it's wild this this was a wild one yeah he's got um it's important to note he's got a split personality 
which is represented by another <laughs> actor, literally, like on on screen, yeah. representing his his sex drive. Literally, this other personality is his sex drive. And its name yeah. is Madden. Madden. Yeah, he wears a fedora. Yeah. At first, we're like not entirely sure because this guy Madden shows up and like seems to want to sleep with the mother. And we just think it's another. It's not seems like he wants to. Yeah, he He's wants like, to sleep with the mom's looking good. Or yeah, so. oh, right. Yeah, he like wants to sleep with the mother. So we just at this point think it's another character. But then <laughs> how did we, he get into the house? Yeah, then we just quickly realize that it's actually part of of Norman Reedus. I will say after Madden gets punched in the face by Norman Reedus the first time we see him when he's like asking to pretty much sleep with his mother. He gets punched in Madden gets punched in the face and then leaves. But he does close the door behind him, which, <laughs> yeah. is, very, which is very kind. It's, it's always the nice thing. Yeah, it's considerate. Yeah, very, very true. Uh, so, yeah, weird movie. He eventually, uh, spoiler alert, I guess he sleeps with his mom, uh, which is disgusting. And we, we saw it coming the whole time, and I can assure you we were all yelling at the screen, like, no, please, you're just please kinda, don't do that. You're kind of hoping that they never get there, and they get there. Yeah. It's, and then, uh, it's not good. He, it looks like the mom commits suicide later, but then I read in the Wikipedia plot summary that this is the number one source. Yeah, that he actually killed the mom. It's not really made clear. I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's just implied. I think. Yeah, and then he takes the he kills his mob bosses, and I'm sorry, I was ruining the end of the movie. But please don't watch this. We're pretty much <laughs> just letting you know that <laughs> that this movie is absurd. I mean, I will say that if you're like in for a an hour and a half of of shock kind of like a, as a way to like bond with a group of friends over a completely absurd and disgusting flick then this is definitely a great you know, choice i still wouldn't even recommend this I, movie. I would watch this with a group of people just going like what the fuck nah, is going on it's really on? never no. comfortable to watch a uh, mother and son sleep together in, in any circumstance. Yeah, I guess it's not like Mystery Science Theater three thousand bad. Yeah, it, it's I like, don't know. It, like I thought it was kind of in that like no, because those movies don't have incest. Incest makes things uncomfortable. To be fair, the only I thing never that gets away with incest it. is Game of Thrones. I don't understand it, <laughs> but people seem to be okay with that. Uh, but I mean that's yeah, that's but they're more attractive people. Well. Maybe yeah. that's. <laughs> They're blonde. Yeah. Right, they're, they're the Lannister. same age, at least. Uh, here we got a 18-year-old and a woman. They're the and... same age. That makes it okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that, but. They're brother, you're, brother you're and sisters. It, you're definitely yeah. suggesting it. Brother and sisters, okay. Mother and son. Uh, it could be. If they were hotter. Uh, they were hotter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they're blonder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the end of the movie, we see uh, Harold getting back together with this girl that he, I guess. Harry? Is, is, Harry. Oh, whatever. is his full name Harold? Yeah. I'm oh. a, I just, yes. Harry, Harold. He gets back together with this girl that his mother drove away. And he is sitting next to her on a bus and in the other seat. To California. To California. From Ohio. Yeah, they're going to California. And we just see the dead body of the mother in a body bag. You know. That, and then the movie ends. I didn't think about this when that happened, but there, I, there are two questions that come to mind after that. Like, Only two. Well, okay. I mean, the two <laughs> the two that immediately come to mind are a, how long? Like, do you think that someone else helped him get the corpse onto the bus? I like, think he was carrying the corpse just fine. Yeah, isn't it like a. I imagine a, like a like a dead body is pretty heavy. I mean, yeah. like a hundred oh, yeah. some pounds of just dead weight. Like that's yeah. 
it's probably awkward to carry. Like, he had to have help get it on the bus, right? Well, he, I mean, he carried it outside of his house to the car just fine. He wasn't struggling with it then at all. I mean, the second his mom, question. His mom was pretty fit. You know, at what point does rigor mortis start and well, she gets, like, stiff? Because it's been, what, probably half a day since yeah. she's been dead? The second question is, you know, when does the smell yeah, I mean, she's in a body bag. They're on a bus from Ohio to California. That's not like a two-hour trip. That's a day. Yeah. Yes. Third question, did he need to buy her a ticket? You know, I didn't think of that either. Probably. No, no. no. I would she's say it's cargo. luggage. Yeah. But she, she's taking up a whole it's seat. A, it's not a carry-on bag. Yeah, but the like, bus isn't full anyway, so I'm sure they're You don't like know that. that. There could be three people slammed in the back because because Norman decided to bring his mom's body. <laughs> no one wants to sit next right. to... If That's I was stanky, <laughs> if I was the bus driver, throw it in the undercarriage. Yeah, yeah. You're, She's not going to mind. Or you're buying a seat. All right, uh, let's let's go on to to Brody because Brody actually had a very interesting uh, part in this movie. Interesting, if not minor, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, the Broad Code is pretty early on. Yes. Three minutes thirty seconds. Oh. And uh, he's having a conversation w- with Harry about dogs. Cat, specifically cats versus dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brody is clearly Brody slash Arnie is clearly pro dog or sorry pro cats. He goes, "I got no beef with dogs, yo. Cats are cool." That's his first line. I got yeah, no sorry, beef with was, dogs, yo. I realize I just ruined a quote, but I thought it was pretty that's good. okay. You think he's pro cats? Yeah, he's pro. He's oh, one, I thought he was. I didn't think he was pro one or the other. Yeah, I thought no. he was just kind of like he's anti ambivalent. both. Oh, I thought he liked cats because they were like they didn't bother anyone. I thought he was kind of like, yo, fuck animals, but they're all right. Oh. Yeah. You know, that's not important. I mean, we're gonna, yeah. kind of, the outcome <laughs> of that conversation is really not important. I mean, I think what's most important about Brody's entrance is that, like, his his accent and his manner of speaking seem sort of incongruous with the setting a little bit to me. Like, yes. he he's definitely seems like he's channeling kind of his, like, you know, Queens, like, Brooklyn sort of, like, I don't know, like style of like yo yo. St- I don't know. That's what I imagine people from the nineties sound like. I mean, he, he spoke like a, a like a wannabe gangster. Yeah, he dressed like one. Yes. He had his big puffy coat and that like oh, that was hilarious. Extremely cropped uh, goatee. He brought the goatee back for this movie, which you know, mm-hmm. good on Brody. Like he's kind of developing that sense of facial hairstyle that that we can all come to appreciate a little bit. Yes, but. Yeah, he sort of he seemed at odds with everything else. I don't know. If, you seemed like you were going to say something great. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I think this kind of ties into what you're saying. But overall, the setting was odd. Like we we felt like it was New York. I think it was because it was like Jewish people and they're in the mob as the accents, and you kind of think of The Sopranos right away. And you also mm-hmm. see a bunch of like Orthodox Jews uh, in a couple of scenes. Or maybe yeah, it's that one scene. But yeah, right, right. Which so which kind I of... I kind of assumed it was Brooklyn, but. They keep on saying Youngstown, but what is Youngstown? And it's I looked it up, and it's some, I guess, city in Ohio. Yeah, we sort of figured it out when they were going to Cleveland for something. And, and, and yeah, let me first say, away. nobody ever goes to Cleveland for anything. It's a, it's a piece of shit town. <laughs> let me just get that out there. Yo, but, wait, well, LeBron, if you're listening, we'll right. still have you on the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> I take it back to you, LeBron. But everybody else <laughs> yeah, only understand what I'm saying here. Um, then that, that's when we realized like it's 40 miles to Cleveland. Like they got to be in, uh, in Ohio and they yeah. were, yes, they, yes, they were. So, so Brody comes out, uh, he's this wannabe gangster. Uh, he looks ridiculous, but I would say he's the only like comedic element to this movie. Yeah. He's really, I, I will say 
as far as characters go, yes. But I also think whoever was like the music supervisor was definitely like fucking with comedy. I think a little bit in yeah. this movie, like and potentially an intern. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe unintentional or not. Like yeah. some of the music choices, like the cues were beyond bizarre. Like they'll go from like what seems to be like pretty like gangster rap almost to like Muzak in a span of a quarter of a second where it'll just switch. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, a music that you'd hear in the elevator or in your like, you know, the supermarket or Twin Peaks or yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all over the place. And, and certainly it was not only was it all over the place just throughout the movie, but just in specific scene, like the scene when he, after he had sex with his mom and like he woke up the next morning, like that music was just, it, it it was like kind of like feel good music, which <gasps> yeah, which was like it just is so uncomfortable. Yeah, feel good like romance music. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's the same thing. Like you were asking, I know Greg was screaming, "Why is this music triumphant?" When <laughs> yeah, yeah. when Norman Reedus gets onto the bus with his ex girl or his estranged girlfriend, yeah. I guess even um, with the corpse of his mom. <laughs> right, even even in the the friggin' graduate when they they got on the bus at the end of it. Uh, it's not triumphant. No, because yeah. it, because it's like, oh, are they gonna be okay in this? No, the answer is no. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> screaming in the. In the <laughs> you're getting you get some loud audio. Yeah, in there, right. some hot audio. But like, she, the worst thing that could happen to Iris is for Norman Reedus to get on that bus. The se- absolutely the, the, yeah. the worst worst thing is Norman Reedus gets on the bus with with his dead mother in a friggin' body bag. But but it should not be happy music. It's not. Don't tell me it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird choice. Like, why did they do that? Because like, it, the, there's no the music or yeah. him getting on the bus with his dead mom. No, the music. <laughs> the music. Okay. There's because it's like that's a choice that's made in like post production. Like, what what music is going to go here? And like, they're choosing like how do we want the audience to feel about this thing? It's mm-hmm. like if you present it with just no music, the audience has to draw his own conclusions. Or if you're playing with yeah. you know like neutral music, the audience has to draw their own conclusion. But like this is decidedly positive music, <laughs> yeah. so we're supposed to feel positive <laughs> about it. And it, but it doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. all right, let, let's go back to to Broad uh, and his impact on the movie. If he makes it better or worse. I mean, we. I think we can all agree that's not a good movie. No, this is a dog shit Correct. movie, yes. and Adrian Brody is the only redeeming quality of this entire clusterfuck. Yes, it. It not even. It's not even a question. Like this, if Adrian Brody was not in this movie, I would. I don't even know what I would do. I would go <laughs> back. I would go back in time and shoot myself before we started watching it. Whoa! I thought that Iris, as an actress, did a decent job. She was. She ended yes. up being super weak. Iris which which the, really took away oh, Iris is the yeah. love interest yeah, For Norman Reedus She ended up Her character ended up being super weak Which was bad Both for like Women in general And yes. women <laughs> in this movie And this movie um, Because at first She was standing up for herself She almost got raped By Norman Reedus Then she ends up dating him um, She she definitely did get raped she, They did? I'm she did. almost positive Right? He certainly attempted at the very least, I don't I mean, think he, it was clear. He what... attempted to rape her for sure, but I'm pretty sure that like he did it. Yeah, well, well I mean, that's, both, what, that's both, what I took out of that, it. That's, I mean, either way, they were just like, oh, he couldn't control himself. Ah, right, ah, right. They forced her to go on a date with him, and it's all terrible. Yeah. But you know, she she was a good actress. She stood up for herself at times, um, and it, you know, she kind of embodied. She had her own issues with. You know, dealing with violence and sex, you know, in her own way. Um, 
but at the end, she ends up being with him, and that kind of just like, and it was triumphant. And like that, it would have been better if she'd gotten gotten to go to California on her own with her brother and figured out her own life. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah. now she's with a dead mother, and it just completely undercuts the development that she did. The what little development she did have. Yes. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. This, this movie this was movie? written by men. And <laughs> Clearly, let's, let's uh, make sure we know that. <laughs> Um, I think we can, when we talk about Brody's comedic relief in this, we can go right into the quotes oh. because they, they kind of tie in. I will say that that was, again, like Adrian being in, being in this movie and the lines that whoever wrote for Adrian were were pretty dynamite. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, like, absolutely. Those were the two things that I'm like, okay, this yeah. is this wasn't a totally lost cause just yeah. because we got some yeah. – some dope I, th- I think there lines. are two quotes that stand out, and I'm sure we're all thinking the same thing. I'm going to go over the first one just because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I just read the one yeah. that I wrote down. It's so good. Uh, so he is in a, a convenience store with Harry, and uh, he's like, yo, I essentially like, let's rob the place. And Harry's like, like nah, but why? And he, he takes out a gun, and he goes, if you want to be down with the G thing, you got to have a gat. And then he, he, he uh, we don't see him robbing the store, but literally two seconds later, there's a shot of him on the ground and the, the store owner has a gun to his head, like a, like a rifle or a shotgun. shotgun yeah. And then he, the, the owner takes a shot at Harry and just, I guess misses. Just a side note there. Sorry to cut in. But later, about an hour later into the movie... Norman Reedus goes back to that same convenience store to buy ginger ale. And the, the, the <laughs> store owner is the same store owner. He doesn't recognize that it's Norman Reedus. But <laughs> at that, all. That's a questionable decision to go back to that same The scene store. of the crime. Yes, that's very... what everyone, every criminal does, right? They return to the scene of the crime. Yes. Yeah. If you watch any police TV shows. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the, the whole, that whole sequence was funny and that line was hilarious. I think we were all thinking that. We I didn't have that one. I had two different ones. Oh, wow. Did you have different I ones? I have a different one, too. You want to go first? Okay. Yeah. Mine is uh, this the dinner or the breakfast scene. Yeah, yes, the breakfast that, scene. that was my other one. <laughs> and Brody, they, I actually think Brody did a great job in that scene because he just gotten out of prison after a year, and Norman Reedus is apologizing for not having visited him. And Brody's kind of saying, like, you know, I need help. Like, you know, I blah, blah, blah. Like, I need, I need help. I need some money. And then at the end of it, he just goes, yo, these pancakes is marvelous, <laughs> which is which is a classic line. Yeah, that's that classic really, road. That's yeah. unbelievable. It was like I, a, a, off the off the cusp. Kind of yeah. like, it, it was great. I had that one. And then I also had this was at the very beginning of the movie um, after after sort of Norman Reedus has proven his worth as a mm. as a I don't know, ex- extortionist, I guess, or <laughs> a mobster. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he. Adrian Brody uh, is sort of in a state of disbelief because Norman Reedus has gotten so much money from the mob boss, like for his work. And Adrian says, what the fuck you do? Give him skull, (laughs) which I assume is, is, uh, is slang for oral sex. Fellatio. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's my guess. But I, I had never heard it termed that way. And, (laughs) You know what? I think I'm gonna start saying that. Just yeah, yeah. Just to like, oh yeah, you know, bring bring it yeah. back. Yeah. So in what in what circumstances? <laughs> I don't know. Yo, Goldberg, how did you get that Chinese food? Did you give him skull? Does that make sense? No. No. All right. I'm gonna have to wait, work would on you it. Say, <laughs> would you say? Did you give the head for the Chinese? What? Yeah. Did you pay for that? <laughs> or did or did you? Did you no, give I the mean, guy skull? T- I, typically, I, I, when you buy Chinese food, you pay in, in currency. 
don't know, dude. Cash or, or credit. All right, give me a break here. I'm just not in blowjobs. Coupons. <laughs> Coupons. <laughs> One skull, please. Uh, oh, I thought it was great. I thought yeah, that was a funny that, thing to know, say. Yes, that was that was a hilarious line. Brody, <laughs> in fact, Brody was funny. You know, yeah. he was the the mm-hmm. movie was apparently supposed to be somewhat of a comedy, and Brody what? was the only like a black comedy. Really? Is that as, what it's classified as? It's described as a crime drama with elements of comedy. Wow. I really stretching that. Yeah, you know, and I think Brody defined the elements of comedy, he, but he wasn't in it enough. We barely saw him. Yeah, and then he gets murdered. He does get murdered. <laughs> he gets murdered as fuck. We don't we don't see him die on screen, which is a little disappointing. Uh, but he we hear him scream, and, and we see his funeral. <laughs> yeah, we we see his funeral. Uh, poor uh, Brody. God, that just makes me think. Remember when this is like totally a totally tangent, but. Do you remember when Norman Reedus finally does have sex with his girlfriend? He makes her wear the funeral veil. Yeah. Like like his Ooh. mom was wearing in some scene like 20 minutes prior. She was just like laying on a bed and all black and wearing a veil for no reason. And then 30 minutes later, Norman Reedus is, is going to finally consummate his relationship with, with good old Iris. And he's like, here, wear this veil. It'll make me feel better. <laughs> She's like, you what? sure? <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. that not the most like insulting thing that you could do? It's like, cover your face. I don't want to see your face. Ugh. I mean, to their credit, they, they did pull it up <laughs> <laughs> once it was on. <laughs> he, didn't, the, the, he did try to kiss her through it, but then he lifted it. Ugh. You could see her face. Death sex fantasy. Ugh. God. Oh, my God. Uh, it's 2017. Uh, all right, let's let's go to his, his <laughs> progressive. Right, let's go to his growth. This was maybe weird in '97. <laughs> Twenty years later, totally cool. New year, new me. Let's let's go to <laughs> let's go to Brody's growth. All right, let's, he's coming off coming off of uh, the last time I committed suicide, which we all loved his performance in that one. And uh, Six Ways to Sunday. I mean, we all liked his performance again. You know, both movies not very good. This one definitely a lot worse. Then I, I, I can I'll take it first. Yeah, yeah, I guess I. Brody's been on a, a poor streak. I mean, maybe he's had some good performances here and there, but he's just, his roles have been small overall. I I don't see. I mean, we're we we keep talking about Thin Red Line in a couple weeks. I don't know how he got looped into that movie at all. I don't I don't like we we've seen a couple things that he's done well, but I don't know how anybody would have seen any of these to think of him and be like, wow, he could be great. Like, you know, we've talked about Tan Benny. Some people saw him in that. You know, he had a little bit of a gangster role in that. But his his performance is so limited. It's so specific in this of just being, like, a sort of comedic, like, gangstery type guy with a goatee. And it's just – I think that this movie is a step back. I don't I, – I haven't seen growth over the last five movies, movie to movie, or just if you take five movies ago to this one. I just I – don't, I don't see it. I wouldn't say it was completely a one-note performance. It mostly was. But at the end, when he's uh, about to get killed, and that the whole last scene is, I thought was was good with him. With him just, like, posturing with the gun, you mean? Yeah, with, well, with the gun, and he's running away, and then he's, you know, begging for his life. I thought that was a, a good bit of acting there. I'm I'm more in agreement with Greg. I think, much like this entire movie, I think this performance was was regressive and it just was it's just i don't know he was painted into such a corner i felt like where he's like okay you're you're the goofy 
gangster guy. You just like you pretend to be like a a, a gangbanger, but you're just like kind of a dork, and I that's mean, like what he does. And that's I don't know. I felt like there was no no real nuance to to the character. I mean, to be fair, like there's not really a lot of nuance in this movie. But which, which you know he she chose to be in this movie right and I think yeah. it's that's Even where that like, that's yeah, where right. the regression is is like there's there's a someone is picking these projects and it's not just Brody's agent or his manager like he has he's complicit in in these choices and this I think this was a pretty pretty terrible choice mm-hmm. that's just my opinion but I this movie sucked yeah I I agree with that you know he, he shouldn't have chosen to be in this movie he did well with the material he had i mean he was fine you know he's the best thing about this movie we all agree yeah but but still i mean i again this movie reminds me of the boy who cried bitch it's 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 darker i didn't think anything could get darker than the boy who cried (laughs) bitch but this is darker and Brody's character in the boy who cried bitch was more nuanced and it was a slightly better movie than this and this is what 10 movies later nine movies later yeah you know like it's a regression from 10 movies ago. I guess mm. that's how I'm looking at it. Maybe. And it's hard to choose, you know, two points on a line and yeah. have those define what uh, the growth is. But, you know, what else are you supposed to do? Maybe he just, like, needed a couple bucks or something. Or Which was, is like, definitely doing possible. It, doing it as a yeah. favor. Maybe he's friends with, like, Norman Reedus or something. And Norman was like, yo, I'm in this really shitty movie. Like, I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't gotten his big break yet. You know, he's... He's only been a leading man only a couple times, you know, nothing big. You know, he's still doing supporting actor work. You know, he's still young. I mean, he's been making movies. We've seen this is the 11th movie, right? One, two, three, six. And he's, and he's Ten, been. His 10th, I believe. His 10th is episode. No, well, episode last week. But no, Natural Born Killers. Oh, a Natural Born right. <laughs> Which yeah. he wasn't in. So, we won't, <laughs> so this is the 10th movie we've seen him in. And he's been making, he's been in movies since 1989. Yes, yeah, so I mean, in is, almost ten years. Eight years, yeah. yeah. So eight years. I mean, you know, that's that's a lot of time. It's not, even though he hasn't gotten a big role, which which obviously says something. But he's been acting for a while. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's twenty four at this point, I believe. Oh really? Yeah. No, he's I mean, twenty four is still young. Yeah, he's young. I mean, because he started his first movie when he was sixteen. Those New York stories. Yeah. I mean, right. maybe. Good point. Maybe it is. Maybe this is just like we're seeing the learning curve where Brody becomes more and more selective with his roles. Like maybe this was the thing that was like, yo, why the fuck did I make this movie? Like this was dog shit. It didn't do anything for me as an actor, I would assume. And it's not going to do anything for my legacy or my my value as an actor. It's tough to be an actor, man. Yeah, it's really it's like, you know, watching a filmography of somebody I'm realizing it's really tough to be an actor like how you how you get roles in your career you take whatever you can get you know he's he's doing his best to grow it's he's, he's just kind of taking what's coming to him it's tough that's yeah so I guess we're not trying to like knock Brody for no. taking this role but it, it certainly didn't help I mean it, and it's always like you know it's easy for us to say sitting on a fucking couch as we look at his career in retrospect like oh why did he make this movie like what an idiot like it's you know it's, it's so easy for us to say but like when you're in that situation it's you gotta pay the you bills. Gotta, you yeah. gotta do it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta keep true. the lights on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, going on to the list, the definitive list. Is this? Uh, it's certainly not breaking into the top three performances, but no. Bottom three? Well, no. Performance wise, no. Performance wise, no. I mean, we never like we always. I feel like I always do this every week, where it's like, oh, the movie. Like this is, 
this is like natural born killers level bad for me like it's not it's not as bad but it's pretty close it's, in, it's interesting you say because they did have some of those like weird violent sexual edits mm-hmm. which also was very featured in natural born killers that's maybe true. that's just like some issue that i have i don't know like with <laughs> maybe i should go check that out talk to maybe. somebody about it yeah all right so I'll, I'll start with my my top three i, I believe i had uh last time i committed suicide and as number two or number three yeah last i think, time? I think I, you I were number really two. Remember, no no i thought you were I feel like Greg I and I know. had like something similar but inverted almost. Hmm. Like we had yeah. number two the same, but one and three switched. Yeah, I don't well, know. I'm gonna have I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna no not not six ways to Sunday. Sorry, last time I committed suicide is gonna be two. King of the Hill is gonna be one. I know I'm kind of going out of order a little bit. And then number <laughs> three, uh, I think was was Jailbreakers. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm going to do Boy Who Cried Bitch, Last Time I Committed Suicide, King of the Hill. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to do Boy Who Cried Bitch is three, Last Time I Committed Suicide at two, and King of the Hill is one. Nice. Uh, this does not go into my bottom three. Uh, Not for me. This goes into mine. It goes into mine, too. I mean, based just off his performance, yeah, we just because he didn't do anything. I, again, I, the only part because I guess we'll like we're going into the scene, right? You know? Well, so I, I mean, the only part that was redeeming to him, I guess, was was that one scene at the breakfast table. I thought that he did a good job. It gave him a little bit of depth in that he was worried about his future. Yeah. I mean, um, you're saying this is this role was worse than New York stories. Angels in the Outfield and his non-existing role in Natural Born Killers, Listen, which always permanently takes the bottom spot. Don't knock the New York Stories role. That is that New is New York Stories role is like is a nothing role. It, that, it inspired our podcast right. artwork of him in the center of a table yeah. as Jesus in the Last Supper. But that was Brody's first supper. I'm also not. I'm also not knocking the New York Stories role. I am knocking this role. And I'm going to knock the the non-existent natural born killers role because we were forced to watch that piece of shit movie. Yeah. And what was the other one you said? Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Like yeah, this was worse than Angels in the Outfield. Really? Yes. Yeah. I disagree. Well, you're wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that's how. <laughs> Whoa. <we're> <laughs> well, speaking of natural born killers, just a little side note. Uh, thanks oh, yeah. to Greg, the Wikipedia page no longer lists it uh, as a movie. Right. Changing the world. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. You got it. And, and and today, as right before we shot this podcast or recorded this podcast, uh, we went to IMDb and requested that they remove it from their page as well. We need to add it to. Do we need to add it to Dave Pesquezzi's IMDb page? Ooh, we might I have to not look checked. Into that. So did, on Dave Pesquezzi, it is listed on his Wikipedia page. Right. Okay, so we're good. So but can, I haven't checked his IMDb. It's so good. If you see good that point. they updated it, if you see that they updated it um, to include. To to put it back on Birdie's page, just shoot us an email at birdiecastpod at gmail dot com so we can <laughs> we can take it up with the uh, the the big boys. I mean, we get a lot over of emails, Wikipedia. but we'll you know we'll make time to we'll respond to everyone to respond, respond we do. to everybody. Even yeah. if we say you know thanks for listening, we'll yeah. definitely give you a shout out yeah on the pod. Right now, thanks for the email. Yeah, thanks again. We really appreciate all of your feedback. It's coming out for Thin Red Line in a couple weeks. Feel free yes. again. Thin Red Line two weeks. Shoot us an email. We don't know when we're recording yet, but if you want to come, we'll we'll work around your schedule. Yeah, yeah. we try anyway. <laughs> I mean, uh, so if we want to just go over the the scene so far, favorite scene. I know this uh, this movie isn't 
making it up there, but Greg. Um, my two, I, I got King of the Hill running scene, and yeah. I got I got the football scene last week. Oh, yeah, I, the football scene. <laughs> I I love the running scene. I think I, I'm gonna keep the football scene up there. I'm looking for a little change. It was fun. It was Brody. It's Brody, it's Groby gra- grabbing a football between somebody's legs, um, being some sexual innuendos. I, I love it. You know, I'm going last week's movie. I'm I'm going the same. Man, we're uh, on the same page yeah. this week. Wow. But I like hearing you say it was Brody. I just what you know, Brody has an adjective. Like, what is that? What is that? You know, like what is if you said something? Oh, that's it's, so Brody. It's, like, it's a, what does that mean? It's a je ne sais quoi. Ah, huh? ooh, yeah. God, we're fucking. It's fancy. like um, it's like somebody says it's Lynchian. It's like what is what is Lynchian mean? It's like Yo, just a little weird. You that know? is yeah. so Brody. Brody, Classic. it's Brody. If it's if it's that so Brody, it means you know it's probably got a goatee. <laughs> it's probably but there's probably some hip hop involved. You know? a little bit of art, maybe. It's yeah. tall and lank. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, that was a pretty Brody description. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm going to say the the King of the Hill scene is, is still my favorite. Nice. However, there was a scene I enjoyed in this movie with Brody. Not the not the breakfast Ugh. one. I did enjoy the breakfast one. Uh, I just love seeing Brody in his super puffy jacket beating <laughs> up that guy at the strip club. He just, like, strolls <laughs> into the strip club, like, walking with swagger, and he just beats up this dude. It just Him in that puffy jacket. This jacket was so puffy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. You're right. That was, pretty, that was pretty chill. Mm-hmm. That was a, that was a chill scene. Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't make it, you know, make it into my top, but it was a funny scene. It was worth. I, I wanted to point it out. Good shout out. Yeah, uh, I think we're we're at that point where Greg goes oh. over his, his great quote. Ooh. Okay. Greg, I can't wait. We got an interesting one. So I, I went with the, the hip hop, uh, the hip hop side of it. Brody, um, he was listening to hip hop a lot when he was driving around in his big puffy jacket. <laughs> he had his hair. We didn't even mention his hair. He has his hair. Yeah. Oh, kind of. Uh, they're not like how Liberty you, spikes. What? How do you describe that? It's, it's like very little. Those like little like rubber little, banded, like, like little buns, like, pon- like, hair like buns. yeah, like <laughs> little buns. ponytail things. Yeah. But, but like, there are like 10 of them. Yeah. And he smokes crack at some point. <laughs> while driving. Yeah, so, so uh, th- this article from never Con- mind. Greg, Brody's smoking crack. That's my favorite. <laughs> scene. One and he, and he screws up being the getaway car. <laughs> he's man. in the getaway yeah. car and he's smoking crack. Yeah, and then leaves his people behind. What are you doing? So this album, or sorry, this article is from ContactMusic.com. Headline is this is from August twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. Headline is Adrian Brody eyes hip hop album. Um. Oh. Adrian Brody, actor Adrian Brody wants to prove his hip-hop credentials by recording a rap album. The pianist star has previously spoken of his love of music, and now he has revealed he dreams of taking time away from the movies to release his own record. He tells the Times Magazine, which is a reputable magazine, I want to make a banging hip-hop album when I'm 50. (laughs) I make beats on my iPad when I'm on a plane. It's incredible what technology allows. I can lay down a track with a pair of headphones and a $20 app. It takes an enormous amount of time to make a cohesive album, which is what I would like to do, but I'm kind of busy with my day job. Now, a few things to say here. Making a banging hip-hop album when you're 50, that is a baller thing to say. <laughs> so, so baller. Adrian is the kind of person. He's like, I don't know. He's like Brian Wilson between Pet Sounds and Smile. Where like, he needs 30 years to create his vision and like lots of drugs and like schizophrenia. A lot of crack. Now and... And it, him saying he only does it on a plane. He only makes these on a plane. It, say, it seems like. And 
A $20 app? Is that what an app costs? I mean, is that like the pro tools of using an iPad? I have no idea. Is $20? I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I got to say, I'm not really involved in like the the app beat making world, but I imagine that that's probably pretty standard fare for for a beat making studio, I assume. I I guess. I think Brody flies private. Like when he makes no. his beats. No, I, don't, he, no, I think no. probably like business first class, but definitely Br- not. Brody's a man of the people. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know? That's um, a stupid <laughs> question. Why did I ask that? No, you're yeah. right. I don't know. No, no question. He's, like clearly, he's clearly a man of the people. Yeah. yeah, he's a man of the people. But so this is from August 2015. So I, I don't know. He may still be working on music. We're not sure. I haven't seen anything since then. He's definitely working on his art. So I think he's trying to find ways that he can express himself. Um, but keep be on the lookout. We might we might get a you know a Beyonce style secret drop this album from drop. Brody <laughs> maybe like a pregnancy announcement with twins <laughs> well maybe hey who knows Adrian's full of surprises so keep, be on the lookout you I think, think it's uh, you think Brody's gonna rap or just do the beats I think he's just gonna do the beats I could see him rapping like I feel like it would be Can like you? a like a he's like like a like Kanye now where like he doesn't do like it's more mm-hmm. about the production and like he'll he appears on the songs but like. Maybe he's not the uh, the vocal, you know, driving force behind <laughs> behind the songs. Maybe, but just what? like his his presence is felt regardless. <laughs> what if he just auto tunes the hooks? That'd be sick. Yeah, I'd yeah. listen to it. Yeah. What song would it, like? What do you think an Adrian Brody song sounds like? You know, like wh- when he auto tunes his voice, like. What does he, he only, rap about? He only says his name. He raps. About, <laughs> he raps about art. I don't know. <laughs> Tale as old as mom. <laughs> yeah. He raps about the incest in this in this movie. I wish. That's, that's I wish his number one yeah. album. I wish he, every his album has a track for every movie he's been in. That would be dope. Whoa. It would be so relevant to this podcast. Wow. Yes, it would be number one New York stories. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with experience. Francis Ford yeah. Coppola. <laughs> oh man, classic. Brand. Good rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Spencer's all about those rhymes. All about the the hippity hoppity. That hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week we got the Undertaker's wedding, which huh? I'm not really sure what it's about. Or I, if I it exists. About it. Uh, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Really? Yeah. Oh man. What's Brody's character name in it? Uh, let's find out. I, you know, I don't even know. Let's I can IMDb it real quick. Please stand by, everyone. Beep, boop, boop, boop. You, give, you can give it a little summary too. Maybe a like. hapless undertaker becomes embroiled in a mafia war. Okay, so Ooh, another mob mafia movie. gangsters. When he's forced to protect the brutal brother of a mob kingpin, while he becomes romantically involved with the mob's with the mob brother's wife. Oh, he's got top billing. Top billing Ooh. on IMDb. Wow. And it sounds like kind of a uh, a mob farce. I think this could be. You know, we'll get maybe a little bit more Brody. I'll definitely get some of his comedic elements. I like that. Yeah. Mario Bellini. That's his character's name. Nice. Cool. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it sounds good. It'll be a little tricky to find it, but we always do. Yeah. Support your local library. Yeah. Check Hashtag. out the library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, do the usual. All right. Well, I think that's about it for today. Thanks for listening in with this terrible movie we had to watch. It's terrible. terrible. <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. oh God, I can't. I didn't even realize it would be so weird and awful. I, I mean, think, no one did. I don't think any of us did. There's like, I mean, six ways to Sunday. It's such like a, such a mundane, just like kind of innocuous title. Yeah, it's an idiom. And, and then, it's it was six ways to sex with mom. You yeah. know, like it yeah. just was. That, uh, I mean, yeah, just to touch on one thing. I felt like this movie was 
they wanted to write a movie about a guy having sex with his mom, and they just wrote ev- they wrote an hour and a half of plot before that to just get to that point. How do we get there? Yeah. Well, uh, to give you know to support that theory, on the poster of the movie, the top of it says, "Love is a mother." What? Yeah, is that a phrase? That's the tagline. What? Like, is that like I mean, it's like yeah. when you say like, like a, "Oh, that's a mother," like like a like sort of like a, a motherfucker equivocating yeah. for motherfucker. Yeah, I. I looking I at <laughs> looking at the artwork and hearing that I thought that this movie was gonna be like Snatch, yeah, yeah. or like uh, yes, like or, or like a what, not like a guy Ritchie guy Ritchie movie, yeah, guy of. Ritchie and yeah. the guy who did like In Bruges, yeah, like, like I thought it was gonna be like like a caper, like, like get a, shorty, type yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> don't be not. confused like we were. <laughs> it was not. Uh, yeah, certainly don't recommend watching this. Uh, Real bad. I mean, I think that we can, we can almost consider this episode of the podcast just like a public service announcement. Like yes. we're doing this for the good of all humanity. Like, don't watch this fucking movie. You know, this it, this is like there with natural born killers and movies not to watch. <laughs> like, as we're begging you, please don't watch. Please, seriously, these don't movies. watch it. Ugh. But if you have to, it's on YouTube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the full movie's on YouTube. I feel like we've peaked enough, uh, you know, morbid curiosity that there's going to be at least somebody out there who's going to take the plunge and we're going to get a really strongly worded email about like you know you guys tried to convince me not to watch it i watched it anyway and now i got sick and and it's all your fault i'm vomiting (laughs) profusely i can't stop puking Yeah!